Hey everybody, welcome back to the BBC. This is the second episode of the BBC. And what does that stand for, Brett? The best book club. Exactly. And that's what this is, is the best book club. And welcome to it. Uh, We have uh, a whole cast of characters, including a brand new special guest this week. So let's go around, save the the brand new guest, the best for last. We'll start with uh, right here, (laughs) Mr. Clark Wilson. Hi. And then we got Brett. Hello. Then we got Jacob, return returning champion. How are you, sir? Hello, hello. Good to see you again. And then Kelsey, brand new guest to the BBC. Hello. Welcome here. And you were actually <laughs> all Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, you were the lead singer of U2 at one point, weren't I you? Was, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's good because we're all together, which is what we all wanted to do the first episode, but it didn't work out. But now we have the full team here. Yeah, because this was all Kelsey's idea from the start. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. Who's, whose Why? idea was the best I book club? I don't know. I don't know who it was. I think it was I know yours. Jacob named it. This was a love child of uh, Cowboy Jack's uh, <laughs> outdoor outdoor table seating. Yes. Oh, actually, yes. Brett was going to come up with a different name for a couple right. of jacks. We were going to call I th- it Sammy's. I think we were Slappers. calling it Slappers. 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 <laughs> Why? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. Yeah. We they don't pay us to say their name on the podcast. Yeah. Legally, we can't say their name. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yes, yeah, so we're here and uh, we're all together. And I want to start off with the way we started the podcast last time, which is to get everybody's. Uh, kind of reading habits. So Kelsey, you're brand new to the program. Mm -hmm. Um, And so walk me through, are you a big reader in general? I'm not, but I would like to read more. And I think that's what everyone says. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you have like a favorite book? Do you know? A Child Called It, probably. <laughs> oh my God, that's your favorite book? That's the most depressing I just remember, shit ever. It speaks to you. I just remember reading it as a child. The, book that next, the book we're reading next is probably just like that book. <laughs> and that's a tease for next. This is a safe zone now. Okay, no, this I like, like safe zone. I remember being in eighth grade English class and our teacher read us that book. And yeah. It was so fucking depressing. No, I like memoirs and like mm-hmm. autobiographies and stuff like that. So. Memoir? Memoir. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> But no, I don't read a lot, but like there's like one week out of the year I'll read like five books and it's when I'm on Madeline Island. Ah, that's about it. That's the yearly vacation and yeah. trip. Cool. That's awesome. Wow, that must be the most boring island ever. <laughs> I thought that was I thought you were gonna say a drug, some sort of drug. I thought Madeline Island was a drug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I'm on when, Ma- I- when I'm on Madeline, that's when I really <laughs> read a bunch exactly. of books. Yeah. <laughs> um, well I was uh, I was just sick with COVID. I had a case of the Christmas COVID. So I was up for, um, or down for, (laughs) for about two weeks and I read two and a half books. Mm -hmm. So that was like, that was perfect because I wasn't doing anything else, but I do love reading, but I, that's why I love this podcast and this group because it's forcing me to read a book every time. So I like that. Um, check in with, uh, with you, Mr. Jacob, what, uh, how about this time around with reading the book? How was, how was finding the time, carving out the time to read it? You know, I pretended like I was ready for the podcast recordings and then I'd get a, I'd just wait. I'd just like chicken almost and wait for somebody to text and say, I'm not done reading. Can we push it back another week? I'm like, oh, thank God I was going to spend an all nighter trying to finish this book. No, but the, when I did finish it though, I had like about a hundred pages left and I just cranked through that. It's a, it was kind of a quick read. Yeah. This one, when I actually sat down to do it. Um, Definitely a lot quicker yeah. than the first one we read. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's easy to crank on for sure. Yeah. Well, Brett, that that's a great point because you have, in fact, not finished it, right? 
Yeah, I'm still cranking. <laughs> as we speak, Brett's, as we speak. Brett's reading the book right now as he's engineering. Finishing the last words. <laughs> uh, how'd you find finding time for reading this? <laughs> took off work. Yeah, yeah, I took a day off. This is your full-time job. <clears throat> right. Some people go to Madeline Island for their vacations. <laughs> I take a day off and stay home and read all the good people. Oh. Or all the, or whatever nailed, the hell the name of the title. this book is. So, <laughs> so that is true. All good people That's here. a great Sorry. segue. Yeah, it, the title of the book is All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. That is the book that we're talking about today. Uh, Clark, real quick, for your reading habits too, were, did you find this time around? I think you were you and Brett were the two... Um, to the two individuals that were not didn't have the book finished till last night or today. I would yep, say. I just finished it today. <laughs> wow. Okay. And uh, that's interesting because this book did seem like. Well, I didn't start it because I was in Florida and I didn't start it until I got home. We okay. both started it yesterday and we finished it today. So that's a quick read. That's what good. What does that say? Yeah. No, I'm rhyming. It's a page turner. Hey. Well, so yes, we are reading All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers, and that is a a crime nonfiction. But she is actually, Ashley Flowers is um, the head of a podcast that she created, Audio Chuck, and that is all about uh, nonfiction crime. Um, And and so that. True crime. True crime, some would say, yeah. Um, but let's start off with the, you know, diving right into the book. Who wants to give a crack at the synopsis of the story and kind of the mainstay? I can do that. Cool. Um, so there's the main character, Margot Davies. She grew up in a small town in Indiana, I believe, um, and where she experienced a traumatic thing at a very young age. She lost a friend. Um, she was murdered and the crime was never solved. She grew up, moved away, and as an adult, she becomes a reporter and she has to come back to that small town to take care of her uncle who's got dementia. Um, it's a very small town, so everyone's in everyone's business, kind of typical small town story. And then uh, when she moves back, a little girl around the same age as her previous friend gets murdered around five five years old. And she thinks that there might be ties between the current crime and the one from her childhood so she kind of investigates that through the book there you go that's perfect yeah well well stated and it's uh it's a really interesting story and i really liked it my first question to to all of you is this is a first-time writer like she's been working on the podcast and true crime for five years so she knows the material and subject matter oh that's interesting this is her first time writing yep her first uh yeah first fiction couldn't tell Ooh, oh, no. Whoa. Oh, shots shots yeah. fired. <laughs> oh, it's getting hot in here. Uh, what do you mean, Brett? Elaborate, if you will. No, I feel like. No, I feel like. No, I <laughs> won't elaborate. No, I will. Yeah, exactly. What Clark's at. No, I, I mean, yeah. And maybe that's not a good thing to like put. I don't know. Maybe that skewed my judgment as far as like reading that she was just a podcast host and not a writer or something like that. It's like. I don't know that I think that that skewed my judgment on the book a yeah. little bit. Well, I um, kind of I might have skewed that for me, too, because I know reading it, I thought that she is a great author, um, but her first time book. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. that bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> you should put that as the blurb on the uh, yeah. on the cover. <laughs> good first try. It's, I didn't think it's it was not good. not good. It's not not good. <laughs> um, but I did feel like so one of the books that I read when I had a uh, case of the Christmas COVID was a Harry Bosch detective book, mm. um, and that's a, an author that is that was his second Harry Bosch book, and and so he was kind of that new. his second book like ever that I, had he written previous books that I don't know, but it definitely feels like. Like that's a writer that that it's it's in the same genre, and I rem- like for me, like putting the two books side by side, I was like, oh, this other this Harry Bosch one, it was just like the way they plotted out the story and all the the plot details, it just moved faster, quicker. I was more into it, and not that I wasn't into this one, but it just seemed like it was more from a self assured author and writer, um, and it got a little towards the end. What I like about the whodunits is that you know you never know who the person who done it is right. but this one was it seemed like she changed it she tries every, to trick you she did it every five pages i felt do you guys think that that was too much or was that the right amount honestly the thing i i went into reading this book thinking i better not be able to protect predict who the murderer is early on otherwise i'm gonna think this is a crap writer you know mm-hmm. and so i'm glad that she kept twisting things and i couldn't really guess at it you know you're introduced to all the main characters so you have a list of people you think it could be and you're not sure why but um i like that it kept me guessing because if i was able to predict it pretty early on then you know i probably wouldn't like the book as much as i do right now so. right yeah, I didn't think it was too much because there was that one point, like in the middle of the book, where I was like, "Oh, I'm pissed because I know who it is." Mm. But who do you it think changed. it was at that point? Uh, the brother, Jace. Okay. I yes. thought it was. I was like, "It's for sure him. It's for sure." Yeah, because and, and and so weirdly, she makes it. The author makes it sound like Jace is like this dark and disturbed mm-hmm. individual, but why would he be? Right. This is pre-internet. They don't. She never established. She just watches bad shit on television. He's just a normal boy who's into like art. But he was also, they were more connecting the dots that he was the twin of the girl that um, was either yeah. kidnapped or murdered. And so that that could have ruined his kind of childhood and made him turn. Well, yeah, but I mean, why would he kill his sister? Because she was a favorite. Yeah. That's, that's the, the that's the only motive. It's mm-hmm. a big motive. It's, it's yeah. well, I don't know. Little kid's brain. Killing someone? But little but to Brett's point, little jealousy. kid's brains. Yeah, jealousy. Well, that's, like twins, yeah. like she got like, the star child, and then he—that's because like, she was outgoing. Though he child. purposefully was not outgoing, right? Like it was his choice. Sorry, it's a bad book. <laughs> it's oh, not a bad it's book. It's not a bad book. No, why do you say that? No. Oh, I, I think we're divided. Like, I think we're like divided on this here. Previous yeah. book we read better. <laughs> <laughs> no. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I feel like that setup is so bad. All the setups are so bad. Is it the brother? Is it? The uncle. Is it the dad? Is, mm-hmm. uh, is it all this? It's like, I don't know. To me, the last 50 pages is where that part that you're talking about yeah. got to me because it was it was literally every five pages. That yeah. I changed it. And I was like, yeah. to me, that was just like. Where you know, am I? Who yeah, am I? Yeah. yeah. I but know, it's very it podcast. took three quarters of the book to find out like, oh, there's this new character now named Wallace with the last name Wallace, you know. Right. And it's like. Well, the whole time is this the main person? Is this the murderer? Like we don't know, and it's like yeah, pretty late. It's late in the book to introduce a new character. Names. Welcome to mystery, guys. That's just, yeah. Jeez. That's a good point as well. <laughs> no, before we go forward, <laughs> I mean, we need to knock. <laughs> we need to knock this out. We need to nip this in the bud. Yeah, yeah. Is Dave a nickname? 
Yes, the, that's not uh, a nickname. This was mm. the part that confused me too, and it, it wasn't. It didn't have like a huge payoff of like <laughs> why why that had the two names. The guy had the two names, and she had the no. Spe- it was his, a shortening of his last name. Davies was shortened to Dave as a nickname. Oh, like that's yeah, not okay. a, giving oh, that yourself a sense, new yeah. first name is not a nickname. And Zoo for whatever that. Yeah, yeah. see, that was a nickname. It's such though. a yeah, it's such a bad. Oh. Bad, but like, you know what? Lead. Now that I hear that, that actually makes sense. I actually like the the nickname yeah. then. Dave? Kind of Dave? Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. his fault. The last name's Davies or whatever it was. Right, Davies. I mean, yeah. what's your last name? Wilson. So Will. Will. Like that's lame. I'm calling you Will. That's not a nickname. Though. Yes, it is. No, and that's, that's just a shortening of one of my names. And that's yeah. your so new that's name from here on out. Too, then. The that's other? like, oh, okay. Your name's Jimmy. Okay, your nickname's Jim. Mine's Rog. That's not really a nickname. Rog is a nickname. Yeah, that's because your last name's like three syllables, though. Two. It's longer. It's longer, yeah. <laughs> so let's kind of go. We'll, hey, let's go from different plot point to Sorry. plot point and see what you guys kind of Ro- Hold on. Sure, sure. Hold on. <laughs> Rog is not a person's actual name otherwise, though. Roger? Dave is a guy's name. Right. Yeah, your yeah. nickname is not Roger. It's not. It's, it's the last name. This was just some weak try to trick you like mm-hmm. oh you didn't pick up on this is dave is davies is luke right well i don't think yeah. it was trying to be a trick I no think just no i think bad, it was, right? well, it was like I podcast guess, writing it was like, yeah. it's like if, you, if you had a podcast and you tried to write a book that's what you that's what you would do it's like if we tried to write a book right now that's what would happen also we can all agree chrissy is the bad guy in all this oh like why do you say that because she fucking cheats on her boyfriend and then basically makes a guy propose to her and then lies to him for the majority of his life. <laughs> and, now, and then cheats and then on cheats him again. <laughs> they weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. They're, they're well, yeah, she invited him to that like party in the <laughs> football field. Chrissy, too, just so that we're keeping everyone on track. And obviously, heavy spoilers. Chrissy is the mother of the <laughs> twins, January and Jace. Um, and so so the, she was at one point thought to have died from suicide. Um, and then she did. She cheated twice. Um, and what do you guys think of her as a character? Is she, she covered up, basically. So she, in her mind, she wakes up and she finds that her daughter is dead at the bottom of the stairs next to... The son, the twin son, and so she was standing over, was standing over her dead sister, and immediately, dead sister. right, and immediately thinks like, "Oh, he killed her," you know, on accident by because he's dark whatever. and disturbing for or, some reason, or dark and disturbing, yeah. But then, so she, what she does as her motherly instinct is to take the body and then dispose of it, <laughs> yeah, and, fake a murder and fake a murder scene. Did you guys find that plausible? Um, and and yeah, did you buy in? This I just clear think, no all around, I think. I don't know. I just think that you kind of, as the book goes on, you learn people's intentions, not yeah. just, you know, everybody's perspective of Chrissy in the town is that she murdered her daughter because she was jealous that her daughter was having success in dance and she had to stay around in this small town. Yeah, that she chose to do, though. Right. Maybe she was jealous of her daughter's attention, you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. everybody always thought that she was the murderer this whole time. But turns out she... I mean, from her perspective, I guess she did this to protect her son. 
mm-hmm. and not knowing who well she thinks he murdered her but he's just trying to she's just trying to protect him i don't know it's, i kind of thought it was believable it's, to be honest. it's believable yeah. but i don't know yeah it's just all these like Dude, motives the way it was believable i feel like it was believable but until we got to the end and the and when they really tied it all together, it was like, okay, this well, is... Well, and the ending we will talk know, about soon. I don't know, good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because the ending has a lot of controversy. A lot of people um, are not fans of Oh, the how end. it ends abruptly? Yes, and we'll get to that. That's a little tease. We'll get to that soon. But, I don't like that either. Okay, <laughs> for, for the record, Red does not like the ending <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the, um, the kind of connections of this January case with... The Jean Benet Ramsey case. Did you guys see connections and correlations? <laughs> That's still unsolved. Yeah, and and I I know why you're bringing it up because people think yeah. her parents killed her. Right. Exactly. Um, and they did. No, I don't know. <laughs> you have the evidence. I broke the into evidence. their storage unit and found incriminating evidence. <laughs> um, I find a few connections to it that she could have pulled from that, and I think the author has admitted herself. Um, I did a little bit of research on her just to kind of see. I listened to one of her podcasts, and I don't know if you guys checked out any of her podcasts. Nope. Ashley Flowers. Um, have. You have? Mm-hmm. Are you a fan? Not a super fan, but I like like the true crime podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was good, and I think she's very dry too. And so I was like, oh, you know, I didn't get a good sense of her personality. There's some chapstick. <laughs> uh, but she is on uh, one of the newer uh, Conan O'Brien podcasts, and you get to see her sense of humor and all that. So, oh, wow. but what was kind of weird though is that normally his podcasts are like an hour, and hers was only fifteen minutes. Wow. What? So I don't know if that's like and then, and there was fifteen minutes of ads. If yeah. he had to cut that down, or if that was just maybe they only had time. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how, how, how humorous can you be about murder? You know, <laughs> she pulls it <laughs> off. She pulls it off yeah. <laughs> for fifteen minutes. <laughs> for fifteen <yeah>. solid minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So she even said herself that that case, you know, has a lot to do with it. And in the book, um, it was interesting. Why? They always why just kind of I think just because it's the a parallels? young girl, the parallel of the of a young girl being kidnapped, and uh, and so and she was like a pageant queen type, right? You know? And they bring up in this book, too, about a young girl, you know, the the idea of kind of blaming the parents because they put her into dance and they, she, you know. She shouldn't have been wearing that skirt. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that storyline? Is that something? Weak. Yeah. Weak. It's very, yeah. It but, wasn't enough of a storyline to be a storyline. So the, I wouldn't call it a storyline. <laughs> I, I would call it a. <laughs> Brett picked this book. <laughs> but there are a lot of people that talk about the subjectification of young girls and gals in dance that um you know for what they wear when they're dancing stuff like that so they draw those connections those connections have been been made what do you guys think about that i think it's still a relevant conversation i mean there was a show on netflix not too long ago of mm-hmm. these young girls that are dressed up in a very sexual Cuties. way I don't uh, yeah. probably, but oh, like yeah. the yeah. Christian community went ape shit online and got it kicked off of Netflix. I was about because, like twerking and like almost borderline stripping. Yeah, or well, just wearing a sailor costume and dancing. Uh, when it's between that or like Jennifer Lopez and Shakira on stage at the Super Bowl halftime show, like all these Christians up in arms because they're wearing like, you know, something that's shaped like underwear, whereas mm-hmm. like. You go to any figure skating competition, they're wearing just as much clothes as they were. So it's kind of like these girls are being sexualized and there's a lot of people like relevant today. There's a lot of people that 
give those same critiques that they're being over overly sexualized mm-hmm. the parents shouldn't be allowing that if their kid's going to be in these activities and right. you're just inviting lurking eyes you know mm-hmm. that's it's very relevant to today yeah i think that part was very plausible to me and so seeing that and then you feel for the mom because it's like well i don't necessarily agree with that like you know what i mean in that sense of it's not like the intent it's not no, the intent yeah murder someone for that yeah exactly you can murder him for something else for sure but that's right, uh, right. there's plenty of other reasons maybe she to murder, didn't yeah. i mean you know you, you know what they didn't ask in this book what's that brett did she do her chores did she do her daily chores like she was supposed to if not it's january <laughs> she was given she was given she was given, she was given three warnings and yeah i mean She's six. Yeah. What? What? She was six. So you're saying Jan? No, I, think, I thought she was. Five I was doing six. my flamey's taxes at six, Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have chores at six or maybe eight. I don't. She know. She should have been out doing farm work with her dad. <laughs> and Brett, is your thesis that because she didn't do chores, she should have been killed? I mean, the only the strong survived back in 1994. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're all you know? still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about how the author chose to have this set in 2019 is that on purpose like pre-covid just well, not have balanced, that be part of it no but i yeah. mean like uh, in the most because this was written recently like in the last year to avoid any like yeah, yeah. so you don't have to have that be part of the story probably. and it was an easy like 25 years from 94 to 2019 like <laughs> the math i think that's the math yeah, that, let me talk to my math person here. I saw once 25 years ago. <laughs> Do you think that plot device works, going back and forth between the different time zones? Yeah, I kind of like, like that. that. Yeah. I like that. Yes. I thought that was cool. I enjoyed it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. Right. Why don't you just lean up closer? You keep leaning as far away from the microphone as you can, and we got to keep flipping it between us. Brett and Clark are sharing a microphone right now, so there's a lot of inner tension. Uh, let's talk about the whole Dave, Dave and, and Luke situation in general. And with the uh, Uncle Luke, you know, having dementia and all that, that story device. Um, some people say that that's a kind of common story device. Um, yeah, it seemed like a cop out to just make him like lash out and then like with the gun. And then she's yeah. like, oh my God, did he really kill January? To me, again, I'll say that worked because there was always this feeling of dread he and uneasiness. It for 10 yeah. pages until in the 10 pages after that, it was someone else. Yeah, yeah. At but, the beginning of the book, I thought it was him immediately. Oh, yeah. Just because somebody with dementia is, an, is somebody who should be viewed as innocent and they're a victim. And so... And, and they are for other reasons, but when it comes to, like, murder, you never know what he did in his past. And maybe he had a flashback one of his episodes and repeated the murder or something. That's well, what my thought was. Because he blurts if, out something to Margot that makes her suspicious. And then she finds exactly. that false bottom drawer. So I kind of suspected him at the beginning just because he's supposed to be viewed as this innocent, helpless person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so set up for me kind of Billy and... And everything because we're kind of let's ramp into the ending and what you guys kind of thought about that so we have billy um and he he is the uh the father of the kids um, legend right well we should oh, yeah, yeah. we should say that yeah margo the reporter who mm-hmm. grows up she um gets uh clues from jace now grown up jace mm-hmm. that his sister had an imaginary friend and she uh, links that like imaginary friend name to an actual person in their hometown. And she goes to his storage unit with another character 
and they find all the evidence of all these girls that this guy has been uh, a predator toward or pre- I don't know predator killing or murdering yeah, yeah. basically well, some of some, them not all most, of them yeah some of them yeah, some and like because a lot and of so, killers they keep uh, little mementos of 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 you know from someone they kill and that's trophies. what they found was all little trophies there you go and so yeah. like moving throughout the book you think it's the mother who kills her you think it's the brother that kills her you think of all these people and then this character comes along wallace and you find out that he's killed so many characters and so margot finally writes this uh expose on this wallace guy for her paper that she works for and um yeah, and so she, she and so you pulled. think that she gets fired. Well, she's not working Why for him. Why would she just write a book? She's trying to redeem it's herself. It's got to be you know? way more profitable. She wants that. I think it's a pride thing. She wants yeah. that job back. You she know. wants to win a Pulitzer. That too. Don't we all? So you think the book's coming to a close at the end here, mm-hmm. but that kind of leads into the meeting up with Billy at the end there too. Yeah. Which is Billy's the dad of uh, the twins. Right. Yeah. And so then you have uh, you have Billy and you have his wife. Um, who ends up, you know, Chrissy. She, Chrissy, who she killed herself, you think, um, at one point. And so um, the you have Margot go, you have Margot go to. Uh, <laughs> well, and then there's a chapter where there's a lot going on. There's a lot going she, on. She's at home and she hears someone come home, even though she she knows Billy's gone, and she just told Luke, Dave, that he was the father of her kids. They she cheated on Billy. Yep. And uh, no, yeah, they were da- they were they're dating. They're all young high school kids. Okay, well she sleeping around. <laughs> Billy As kids that? are want to do. Can't relate. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then and then he Billy proposes and they get engaged. No, you know, thinking that she's pregnant with his child, who ended yeah. up being twins. And then she, he raised them, and he's wealthy. He owns like his family on this farmland. Or on so, this what are you trying town. to say, Clark? Mm-hmm. She played him like a fiddle. <gasps> she certainly did. She did. But he never, they never, she never, the author never establishes that Billy is like violent or anything. Mm-mm. And so he's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you now because of that. Well, he finds out. And how dumb and is Billy crazy. to not know like, oh, these children who are, what, six or eight or whatever. Oh, those are my children. Like you wouldn't notice right away. Well, I think he does. And I think that that. When I don't know. They never. It never alludes to that until when he kills his wife. Well, and I think when the friend comes and tells Billy. Well, yeah, they go out drinking or whatever. They go out drinking and he confesses to him. That's what sends him over the edge. Yeah. But I think Billy knew he just kind of like pushed it back. back Yeah, Yeah, but that that would make you want to kill someone. Yeah, I think it could. I don't know. Because if you crack something. Yeah. You never know. Absolutely. Well, he was just trying to scare Chrissy at the end, right? He no, just he, to, he like, thinks he's going to scare her down the stairs. Because he like, first, he first, he fantasizes about slamming it, slamming the door as her. she gets to the top of the stairs. Right. Yep. Yeah. We're like Brett's skipping head of the epilogue. No, I was more in the when this is all Billy good. kills Chrissy. Right. Yeah. No. Go go into that. So he's basically but, he's trying to scare. But her. the author makes it seem like you don't know. She just says, "I hear," you know, the person says, "Like hi there," and she goes, "Oh, that voice is familiar." So it's implied like it's either Billy or Luke or even Wallace. Yeah. Yeah.
let's actually let's go back to so Margot goes to tell Billy show him the article. Well, we've completely buried that she has a lesbian Chrissy, friend. Chrissy. Well, they become well, they're lovers. not lesbians. They become lovers. Yeah. Yeah. Another he, she becomes lovers with another woman who they knew each other when they were in high school, mm-hmm. but they weren't friends in high school. Right. Or lovers. No. <laughs> but so Margot goes to Billy and to tell him, you know, what she has found shows this article that ends up getting her her job back and basically they found the killer they found this guy who they went and they saw broke into his storage her and jody yep. break into yep. illegally break in to his storage unit yep. that his sister is paying for right and then find all that and basically bring the killer to justice mm-hmm. and then what happens but would it though that's tampering with evidence <laughs> that's a great point yeah that would be uh, that would be borderline inadmissible because they're in there they never she never addresses that they're yeah. not police officers and they just gave an anonymous tip and so and then the cops the... show up there and they see the 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 lock has been cut with bolt cutters right okay. yeah Mark... or not or maybe they put another i don't know if if wallace had a good lawyer he could probably like all right this all this is inadmissible because it was illegally obtained also is margo even a good journalist because she when she first does the article oh, she's so good don't you remember at the very end when her editor says this is amazing well that yeah it makes you think that she's amazing <laughs> but when she goes to interview people from ta- the town she goes to a bar and interviews people that are just basically hammered and drinking. That might be time. the only place, though, where you can really find people. Well, and she was like late to like press conferences. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, just missed her opportunity. Yeah. So totally, I like, would say no. Not yeah. a good reporter. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed on that. She's so, no April O'Neil. So you know, let's set up. So she, you know, Margot goes to give uh, Billy that article, and then what happens? Uh, everything's. They're all happy. They're. Mm-hmm. He's very thankful. They kind of uh, and. If I remember right, like they're kind of like teary eyed a little bit, yep. and like he's thanking her for like uh, proving Chrissy's innocence because everybody thinks she's been a murderer this whole time. And then as they're walking out, she's got to get going. She looks at a family photo on the wall and she sees January, young January, in a tire swing, holding on to something in her hand. And she asks what's in her hand. And the dad says that it's this scrap of a blanket that she used to have. And throughout the book, it's kind of been a theme or a recurring thing that January had this little scrap of a blanket. Her dad told her that when she holds it, she will be courageous and she'll make it through whatever. And she gave Margot a piece of that blanket too to help her on the playground or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, we also find out that January, when she was murdered, had this little scrap of blanket in her hand. And when so uh, Margot sees this photo in the hallway of the house she kind of whispers under her breath just like at the murder scene or you know just like she was found and that just kind of gives a big clue that she's aware that only her father would have put the blanket in her hand if she was actually drugged down to the basement by a murderer or anybody there's no way she would be holding on to this little scrap of blanket when she gets hit in the head or falls molested or falls or whatever. And so it must have been placed in her hand after she died. And the only Mm -hmm. person who knew about the sentimentality of that was her dad. So she kind of mentally thinks, okay, the father's a murderer. Don't let him see it on your face. Right. Keep a cool face. Say the image is cute and let's get out of this house, you know. But she doesn't. She she clearly gives away... That she's figured it out, and then he ends up going towards her and like pushing and, and dragging her down into the basement, and that's how the book ends. 
Yeah, you never find out if Margot died or not. Do we right. think she died? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, I, I, don't, don't, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. How would she get away? How'd she get away? Figure she said out. she would do anything she could not to become one of those yeah. girls that gets murdered by these men. You I know? actually don't maybe care. She, maybe she, <laughs> maybe she grabs him and flips him yeah. down the stairs. And then when Billy is killing January, well, first he goes like, I'm just going to scare her. And then he doesn't realize it's January. Mm-hmm. It, he thought it was his wife doing like laundry or something late night. But it was January who went down to the basement to get that scrap of blanket mm-hmm. to sleep with it. And he doesn't kill her at first. She just injures her. And she comes to... Oh, yeah. And then, he, and then he kills her? Then he kills her. Like, what the hell? He's like, oh, no, I didn't want to kill my daughter. Oh, wait, yes, I do. <laughs> well, it's not his daughter. That's the thing. Well, That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like a surrogate daughter. Yeah. He's raised her all her life up to that point. Well, it's, the, it's weird that he didn't intend... Well, he intended to hurt his wife, but it wasn't his wife, so he didn't intend to hurt his daughter. Mm-hmm. But then when she, when he knew that she was aware that he intended to hurt her, mm-hmm. intentionally did it, then she started calling for her mom, you yeah, know. But she's a and then kid. and then and then he's like, I'm not getting caught. Yep. Let's strangle this girl. You know, yeah. like let's tie up the loose ends. Yeah. And, uh, but what is makes his, me why, what, yeah. why? I don't get, that's what I don't get. I think a you lot can't of, just be like, we're getting divorced, now I'm going to move out, you can have the farmhouse. With a lot of the, uh, the the true crime that, at least I've seen, people panic, right? These are, some. a lot of them are crimes of passion, but a lot of them are crimes of where people feel like they're cornered. But and he's they don't like know. stable financially, I don't really see his motive to kill anybody. Rich people kill people all the time. That's true. Well, not he's not filthy rich though. He's mediocre rich. Waka Waka Sara USA or what is it? Rock Waka Rusa. Rock Rusa. Rock and But with the with the He's ending, the buffet of Waka Rusa USA. Easy easy for you to say. Yeah. Um, so for the ending, people, you know, it's pretty divided. A lot of people are super upset about it because they feel like it was just kind of a cop out. You don't really find out. Some people love it. At first, I was like, oh, I kind of love this because that's pretty hardcore for a first-time author to kill off the main character right at the end after you've built in an establishment. But she doesn't technically. That's your, your interpretation. That's that my way. interpretation. Yeah. But if if I read into that... If it, but I if interpreted she, that. She dies. kills her. Right. And if she does, then that's pretty hardcore, I think. But if not, and if they're just setting it up for a sequel, then I'm kind of pissed about it. And I'm not... I'm yeah, not Luke sick. comes in at the last second and he's lucid in that moment <laughs> yeah. and he saves her with their hunting rifle right yeah. <laughs> shoots billy in the dick and then he got yeah he falls down the stairs and he's the one who dies and then yeah this is all set up for like a serious milk in the, the cash the cow established he's not a good shot yeah He'd shoot for the center mass <laughs> he's an expert marksman it turns out kelsey what do you what do you think of the ending of this book i actually liked it because it was open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. Okay. And you kind of make it what you want. Did you like it. them going into her going into detail about the dad killing his daughter? Well, <laughs> not surrogate daughter. No. no. No one likes that. We kind of need that. Is. Yeah. Kelsey enjoyed reading that. She loves reading stuff like that. <laughs> she, she, kept re- she kept rereading that. Yeah, I read it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I right. liked it. I did. Yeah. yeah. I did. And how about you, Jay? I thought she was uh, trying to avoid uh, giving too many details about how Margot gets killed or how she kills him. Or she was trying to avoid like the gritty writing. And then, so I thought she was just trying to do the reader a favor by not getting too like dark. And then that last chapter happens where he, like she goes into very like small details about how the guy murders his daughter. And so I was kind of shocked by that yeah i was irate i was pretty disturbed i was too yeah i was i had my coworker. i brought it to work the next day and Mm -hmm. i had my coworker read that last chapter just the last chapter Mm -hmm. and he was pretty shocked too said it was fucked up yeah and now he's wanting to give the book to his wife to read too because (laughs) he's he he seems like he likes the the ending of the book a lot okay I don't know what that says about him. The yeah, ending, interesting. You mean the epilogue? Like the epilogue? Like yeah, the, okay. the very last yeah, chapter. Yeah, he was yeah, saying yeah. he learned a lot from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he took he notes. He took notes, yeah. Lessons. Yeah. Lessons. All right, so um, you know, here at the show, we like to give things a good or not good as a rating. So let's go around the room. Let's start with Kelsey. Uh, of this book, all in all, what do you think? Good. Uh, one thumbs up, good. Nice. And Brett? Better than the Paul Bears Club? Yeah, oh yeah. The hands down, yeah. <laughs> hands down. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Took like a third of the amount of time to read this book than the Paul Bears Club. <laughs> and, and what? I guess that's a good. <laughs> yeah, we'll give that a good. Uh, I don't like 50 50 ratings, man. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's tough. You need to add in a couple more, like good, not good, and then like kind of good and kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> or kind of not. You could do a two thumbs up, yeah. one thumbs well, up. Yeah, you did the yeah. Ebert up thing. and down, or one down, two down. Well, I'm gonna give it a good. Um, and from there, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to next month's book. Oh yeah, what is it? Well, let's actually go to Kelsey. It is Kelsey's pick. February's book, right? We're not starting until February. January, finishing oh. up in January. No, whenever, whenever we can. She do. died though. <laughs> oh, January. Oh. 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 See yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> So the next book, Verity by Colleen Hoover. Um, I don't know much about her or have read any of her books, but she's trending on TikTok, and it's supposed to be a really good book. And you've heard from other people, like, what's the uh, consensus of Colleen Hoover? Um, a lot of women are are fans. Sorry, this book book, consists of four men. Honestly, I think it's probably going to be pretty similar to the book that we read this month, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I think it's going to be very similar. overall, everyone loves Colleen Hoover. So. Wikipedia says that Verity is a romantic thriller. So there's probably going to be more romance and mushy-gushy stuff in this one. We're so progressive to read a woman's book, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always said that this podcast has been nothing but progressive. Well, wait. Oh, okay. Before I forget, I was going to say, do you think Paul Tremblay writes women better or Ashley Flowers writes men better? Of those two Ooh, options. Because I don't think the men in this book are very no, well written. I kind of agree with that. And Paul Tremblay, the women, at least the two women I remember from the Paul Bears Club, are strong, independent women. Yeah. The mother. Who's, who's, oh, the mother? The strong? mother, yeah. She leaves her husband, you know. She, she leaves? Yep, yeah. Yep. And she, yeah, kicks well, him out. Well, she divorces him, yeah. kicks him out, and he moves to Florida. She takes control of the house. She And she's like yeah. a basketball player, and yeah. she's smart, <laughs> yeah. quick-witted. And then the friend who's quick-witted, snarky yeah. friend. Whose yeah. name I forgot. Platonic friend. Yeah, platonic friend. Which I'm, friend? Shut up, bro. <laughs> no, she was a zombie, so it doesn't count. No, it was a vampire. <laughs> or whatever the fuck uh, that's, 
Both books and open to interpretation. Well, you didn't. Frustrating. You can't answer my question. Does Paul Tremblay write women better or Ashley Flowers writes men better? I'm going to go with Paul Tremblay. Okay. But I would argue that it all depends on the plots and things like that. I mean, Billy's a pretty well-written character. Yeah. That's true. Better than let's take the oh, over. No, yeah, let's take All the right. over and under bet on uh, if Brett will finish the book uh, Verite, Verity next time by May. By May. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you guys uh, in a month or so. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you then. I love you.